1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 868. Rejected sketch 57. Coach trip. on your Monday or just at the tail end of it? Or in the middle of Monday. Mm. How many people do you think are just listening to our podcast in the middle of the day? Watch well, time. Yeah. Or 5pm or something. Or on the bus home from work. Oh, all right then. Okay. Well, on the they... bus on the way home, that's that's evening to me. Okay. Could be. <laughs> I'm not sure, it's not sure it counts as the tail end of the day. Well, yeah, after work is the tail end of the day. I mean, not listening. Not for you, because you're Listeners at like five that go to bed at 7pm, then yeah, it is. I have been since I got back from Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I I did have this ice cream that was absolutely genius. So it was like an ice cream cone, but shaped like a waffle, you know, with the kind of squares. Mm -hmm. And then it had the ice cream inside and a thin slice of chocolate all the way through. It was absolutely delicious. Sounds a bit like a winner taco. What's a winner taco? It was a failed confectionery from about 1999, which sounds exactly like that. Got any uh, winner's tacos in your fridge? They would be no, quite no, old. No. I don't think they've been sold in this country for <laughs> over 20 from years. From 1999. I mean, it would last in the freezer. I've probably got a Calippo. <laughs> Calippo, a renegade. Of course you do. What? Someone said to me, what sort of ice cream is that? Calippo. Of course it would. The most like... Pedestrian of ice creams. I, I, is it? I thought it was quite posh. Oh. For Sorry. Surely vanilla is the most vanilla For a lolly, for a lolly, not for a ice cream. I don't think a calippo is. Like I don't posh. think a calippo is posh. I think it's just boring. What more do you want from an ice cream? This, this is the problem. This is the problem <laughs> with fucking consumerism. One side thinks I, I'm posh, and the other side thinks I'm boring. Well, this is the problem with us trying to write sketches. <laughs> We've got no middle ground. Posh and boring. boring. I mean, you can be posh and boring. We know this. I don't like calippos anyway. Heather likes calippos. Well, that's fine. I mean, a child liking calippos, <laughs> sure. Do you like Fra Lippo Lippi? I mean, the Browning poem. <laughs> <laughs> Really gone up the wall. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking, oh, I could do a really good joke about that. I was like, no, no one knows no. what Fralipo no. Lippy is. Is it a poem about gravy? <laughs> no. Different sort of browning. Okay, carry on. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> right, right shall we do a sketch? Yeah, yeah this one's about 40 minutes long as well. So. How many people have got in it? Eight. Eight. Three, four. I've just eight. 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 <laughs> right, that's Carry on the sketch in the middle of sketch and rejection. <laughs> No. This is what happens, Laura, when you don't think a sketch and you ask someone else to do it for you. They give you the one that... Do you deliberately choose it because you know how they people in it? I, it was on, one of them, it's on my list as like half a tick. Like I thought it was quite good, but too much for faff to ever choose. So right. then when you said to me, okay, I'm not bothered. Brilliant. Well, you can be manager. Manager? I can do that. Yeah. You're in yeah. the wrong version. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just There's three pages version. down. <laughs> <laughs> completely different parts. <laughs> Al, I'm a manager. Al, you can be Balan. Right, so si, you can be Denick. Yeah. Dan, you can be voiceover. Excellent. I will be interviewer. Richard can be singer. Alistair can be Baptist. Okay. Simon can be pleb. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Excellent. Good. I've given myself one line, which I'm very, very pleased about. <laughs> Fair enough. That is your right. There is a hubbub. A door opens and closes sharply, and the talking <coughs> stops. So then, lads, 
All having a nice rest after the first half. Yeah. Well, you bloody well shouldn't be. That was a disaster. You had them there. You had them right there, just sitting back and taking it. And you let it slip. It was embarrassing. Most of the time, half of you weren't even moving. I could barely watch. And, and you, Balam. Yeah? I nearly bloody died with your antics. There you were, play all to yourself. And what did I see? I'll tell you what I didn't see. Passion. Drive. Passionate-ness. You dawdled, Balan, like it's a stroll in the park with your nanny's butler. <laughs> Rubbish. You barely deserve to go out with that oboe. Anything to say in your defence? It was a legato passage. Speak sense. God, I made a team from all over Europe. Spaniards, Frenchies, the bloody lot. And I can understand more of their lingo than I can your soft talk. That section of the symphony, my solo, was a legato passage. Which means to play it smoothly if you don't uh, dawdle, it means you're probably doing it wrong. That's enough out of you, Demick. Don't think I didn't spot you. Doing bugger all the whole time, <laughs> then bursting into life for the last two minutes. That's an old trick and I'm wise to it. It's on the timpanese player's curse to, to stand still till the end. No excuses. They might have washed when you were on trial for Doncaster Youth Orchestra, but they don't, <laughs> they won't now. Wash, by the way, not being something you lot need to do, as you didn't even break a sweat out there. Listen, uh, uh, coach, we follow the score. What the composer wrote, it's all written down here. Don't blame us if you don't like it. Oh, right, yeah, silly me. Stupid old Barraclough, he only knows about second division football teams, not classical music. You follow the score, I get it. It's that symphonies aren't played on paper. They're played on, well, not brass, trumpets. Violins, those other kind of big violins you put between your legs. Now, I want you to go out in the second half and I want to see each and every one of you playing as hard as you can from start to finish. Otherwise, you're off the orchestra team. Clear? Door slam shut. Well, that's that then. We can hardly go out there and all play forte all evening without stopping. Oh, I wouldn't worry. It's all Philip Glass in the second half. Following the success of the 2012 Olympics, many successful managers and trainers from the world of sport have found their skills in demand from a failing and underfunded arts sector. What was it like having Mr Barraclough in charge of the Royal Opera House's production of Barbara of Seville? Well, he may not know anything about Italian pronunciation, libretto editing, coloratura, music in general, or basic social skills, but he's still the best director we've ever had. Why? He gave us so many oranges. <laughs> Between each act, I tell you, with some of these long operas, I was up to my five a day before I'd even left work. <laughs> I love oranges. And we could even take them on stage because it sort of fits with Seville. Oranges. <laughs> Yum. So Dracula. <laughs> I know. <laughs> at the end, didn't it? We asked art critic Elijah Batmist about his experiences with the new managerial regime. Do you have any oranges? No. Now, what have been your experiences with the new managerial regime? Well, it's been swings and rompons in a very real sense. I'll admit to having my reservations about pro-celebrity ballet. Tarby didn't really have a plea in his arsenal, bless him. But... I'd say the new Capes Prize is a vast improvement on the Turner Prize. Why not see which artist can carry Carl Andre's bricks around Millbank the quickest and then drag a van full of Mondelianis with your teeth? It's more 
sympathetic. But has this new relationship between art and sport changed the views of the man in the street? We visited a lively pub to gauge opinion. Well, I don't really see the point of it. <laughs> you all dress stupid. They get paid all this silly money to do hardly anything, just arsing, arsing about for a while. And before you can say, hang on, this is a waste of bloody time, there are people all over the TV and the papers waffling on about how great it is. Emperor's new clothes, mate. And footballers aside, do you have any opinions on contemporary artists? Oh, I do all right. Sometimes they are women with their boobs out and everything. The oranges bit is the real peak of that sketch for me. It's like there's a sketch, yeah, and then we start again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly <laughs> the situation. And do it, and to be fair to us, do it better the second time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got a very good voiceover voice. Have you considered doing voiceover? I can imagine you doing. I mean, as long as they don't mind to have a cut and a new take every five or six words. And come up later on BBC Two. I'm putting a shit bag. This isn't a Marks and Spencer's chili cheese crisp. It's a. This is an empty bag. <laughs> 1,000 Sketches in 1,000 Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Laura Taylor, Dan Mitchell, Alistair Turvitt, Richard Catherall and Simon Tui. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow.